0: We are constantly talking about all these green tech advancements and these cool toys to play with. But let's forget about all that for right now. Because, like, what if we don't even need all of these toys? You know, they catch our eye because they're sexy, but something less sexy, but that is just as important to talk about is dirt. Yeah, dirt. And unless you're a farmer or working construction, you probably don't think very much about dirt to begin with but it is so important to think about the soil and to keep soil healthy worldwide because soil can hold up to three times as much carbon dioxide as living plants and two times as much as is contained in the atmosphere and we have to be careful because estimates show that if we continue down this route of exhausting the soil there are almost 850 billion tons of carbon dioxide that could be released into the atmosphere, which is more than the last 30 years of worldwide emissions combined. So what can we do? Well, you can watch all the way to the end of this interview that I did with Aswin, who is a volunteer with the Isha Foundation, and he has made it his mission to spread the awareness around the soil crisis and what he believes is the one-stop shop for mitigating climate crisis, food scarcity, and many other environmental and societal issues. You are here for another dose of climate positivity on the Green Business Impact Podcast. Here we highlight the amazing work of green businesses from around the world that are fighting against climate change. If you are ready to be inspired to take action, ready to hear some amazing examples of how we are working to fight the climate crisis, then stay tuned because this week's episode will be the perfect hit of climate positivity. So, Aswin, can you tell us a little bit about you and how you got involved with the Isha Foundation?
1: Hi, really Nice to see you, up. So, my name is Ashwin. So I've been a volunteer in the Isha Foundation for quite some time. Volunteer in the sense, I mean, it's a spiritual organization. So I volunteer for the classes that they take and a lot of other social welfare measures or activities that they they undertake. Isha Foundation has been involved in such activities since 1998. So we started a campaign called Project Green Hands back then. So, and they hold a Guinness record for planting the most number of trees. I think it was around 887,000 trees by a single organization. And they wanted to basically bring green cover in that area where the foundation's center is. So they did that. And after that, they started something called as River Vitalization Project. And then now they've taken up, especially the founder of Isha Foundation, Sadhguru, he has taken up this Save Soil Initiative. They started something called as Conscious Planet. It's a movement to bring consciousness to the humankind In the sense, whatever we do, without being consciously involved in the activity which we do, we end up messing up with the world. As we see the world as, you know how we can make use of the all the things that are around us. We never realize that, you know, they all make up who we are. They are just supporting us. I mean. If, if any one of the factors that are there around us is not there, we will not live. So unless we take care of those things, it, we will not be able to sustain human life or any life on this. Earth. So, so these kind of awareness, you know, not just an emotional thing or, or a kind of an agitation or you know, against any corporatization or industrialization, nothing like that. It's just bringing the appropriate awareness to or attention to the most necessary aspects of life so that the countries across the globe, you know, pays attention to the most vital things on the planet. So, I, you know, as I, I just heard Sadhguru talk about, you know, how the soil is degraded across the globe and how it could impact the lives on the planet. Man, I cannot stop talk, talking about it. <laughs> and being a father, I will not leave my child in a scenario where there is food crisis and people migrate across the globe. And I don't want to see my child in such a situation. So this is one of the reasons why I took up this initiative of spreading the word.
0: Definitely. That's great. And how old is your child? <laughs>
1: He's just five months old.
0: <laughs> five months old. What is his
1: name? His name is Aditya. Aditya? Yeah. It's a Sanskrit, Sanskrit word for son.
0: sun. Oh, cool. Very cool. That's
1: awesome. <laughs> and you, you
0: also, there's a lot of things that you had said that I, I really want to unpack some more because there's a lot of really great things in there. So when were you first introduced to Santa <laughs> group?
1: I I, uh, I seldom talk about this, but the thing is, I was volunteering for one of my institutions that I studied. I'm a chartered accountant by profession, so I, I was just I was just witnessing the program that was happening uh, on behalf of the institution from outside. I was just I was volunteering for the program, and I was just looking through the window, you know, the things happening inside the hall. So that time it was, I think, way back in 20, 2017 or twenty nineteen, some somewhere around that time. Not in 2017, like I do or something like that. So I was just looking at the venue, I mean, looking inside the venue through the window. That's when I saw Sadhguru, uh, who was a chief guest for that program. I never knew that you know he will open up a new window for me <laughs> in life. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, <laughs> this was the first time I met him actually. It, it just struck me. I mean, I just I just had a peek into the hall through the window and I saw him getting, some, I mean, getting some momentum or something like that. And that actually was a starting point. And after that, you know, I've been I've been through a lot of other you know, situations, bad situations in life quite some time. And those times, you know, I used to watch some motivational videos on YouTube. And at that time, I just ran into videos uploaded by Sadhguru and Isha Foundation and their flagship program called Inner Engineering. So I badly wanted to enroll for Inner Engineering. And that was in December 2016. That's when I saw him and he was he initiated me into the, the yogic practices. And that's how the journey started. And from then on, I've been volunteer. Asia Foundation is run by volunteers. There is no fixed employee. That there is no employee-employee relationship there. There are full-time volunteers who are there in the ashram throughout the year. Or there are part-time volunteers like me. <laughs> so we just try to do whatever best we can to people and life around us.
0: Definitely. Well, you know, that's really important too. you know, we don't all have the ability to go out and give full time efforts to everything we you know, we just don't have the resources or don't have the capability or don't have the interest to go full time things. But there is still really a great importance to those people that can just donate the time that they have and donate the part time efforts that they can do because it's still very important and like what you're doing here today. I mean, you're not full time there, but you're giving some of your time. you are donating that to the Isha Foundations to, to spread the word about what they do. And that that's really great. And there's another thing I wanted to, to ask a little bit more here about, you know, you mentioned how they also have a lot of other teachings for the Isha Foundation about inner engineering and things like that. So it's so much more than just the work that they're doing to save the soil or planting the trees, but they're really an organization helping round out all parts of human life, right?
1: So yes, they've been running a lot of rural rejuvenation programs and other, they even run Isha School for the children who cannot afford education and the yoga classes in rural areas. And also they train people to teach yoga as well. So the core activity is bringing yoga as part of everyone's life. So that's a core activity, but that does not end there because everything that they do is so emotionally connected and they realize the other things as part of themselves and that's how he goes on to say yoga means union which means you know you are one with the cosmos so which means there is no individuality so everyone is everything and everyone is part of you so they just reach out wherever their help is needed so that's how they take part in various activities so their core activity is as i said yogic teaching and they do have tools for downtrodden children they help rural people by giving them the necessities during tough times and a lot of activities they do uh, apart from that you know that the major initiatives as I told is the environmental uh, issues that they've taken up they've been recognized by UN, world economic forum and he's been speaking across a lot of such forums for so many years and I think tomorrow there is cop conference and he's attending that and he's addressing 197 nations in the conference yes and he's been traveling he's on his journey to travel for 30 thousand kilometers as a single motorcyclist he is on his journey and today is 50th day and 50 more days are remaining i seriously hope that this video comes up before he, he completes his journey so can spread the word even more but there are is this really so the UN convention for desertification combat of desertification unccd and also other united nations associates or a lot of uh, united nations organizations have come up with this disaster that is unfolding before us which is soil we talk about global warming and pollution lot of stuff but we never know that the core issue is degradation of soil that's happening very rapidly most of us are not even aware that you know at least 50 percent of soil in the united states u.s is gone and they even say that you know by 2045 to 2050 90 percent of the world's soil will be degraded which means no food no nutrition and widespread migration across the globe. So a lot of alarming things which will happen. It's time we address that. If we take the objective of this movement, Conscious Planet has undertaken and Sadhguru has undertaken, he is to is to bring about policy change across the countries so that they bring attention to the vital matters, as I said, the degradation of soil. The first thing UN uh, CCD recommends is to bring about an attention in the say direction across the nation, but by having policy documents implemented, and unless people support these kind of initiatives, I mean, no government would implement this on a sustainable way. They probably a government will take the take up this project, and then the next government comes, it'll be one. So if it has to be long term, then it needs people's support. So that's where you uh, know, uh, volunteer like us and you and me, we own we should own this movement and spread the word across the globe so that. Everyone is aware that this is the most critical thing that has to happen, which is to save soil. So they say one teaspoon of soil contains more organisms, living organisms than the humans in the world. So and they lie within 12 inches of the top, top soil. And when the farmers plow the land with their tractors up to 9 or 10 inches or 12 inches and leave the land open, the carbon emissions which are stored in the soil evaporates into that fossil and all the organisms which are there in the soil top soil or you know, they will, they will just go away they'll just die in the heat and dryness of the sand it needs moisture too and so that the idea behind this is to bring vegetation which you know to to bring in free cover or vegetation throughout the year you know our land cannot be kept open after you know knowing the land so that, that is one thing. And the, they say that organic content in the soil. Organic content is the, the microbial life inside the planet. I mean, the plant, I mean, the soil. They are responsible for the, all the food to be grown. So the organic content in the soil should be around 3 to 6% on an average. In India, it is 0.5%. And I think in, even in the United States, it's, it's around the same percentage, not even 1% of the required biodiversity within the soil. So which means... Not just the soil is not just degrading; it is actually eroding. It is just going away. If soil is not there, no life on this planet can survive. If you just name anything; just look around and name anything. The source will be soil. So, unless it is there, nothing. I mean, nothing survives. So, uh, the, the the key thing is to make people realize that this is one stop solution. It also is said that the soil has a capacity to, capacity to absorb the carbon emissions that are coming out from the industrial economies. So, uh, they played what very important part in this step against global warming and a lot, of, a lot of other initiatives taken by the world bodies. So soil plays a major role in this. I mean, they absorb the carbon emissions and three times more than what the plant needs for its survival. So the carbons, carbon emissions are stored inside the soil, which these organisms use to convert them into carbon sugars for their survival. They survive on the carbon. So, it retains the carbon inside the soil for a longer period and it's a dual purpose. One is providing the required nutrients and the food for the life to thrive and the other thing is reducing the carbon emissions. That's what we all are talking about all the time. Global warming and rising temperatures, melting Arctic Ocean, this thing. I mean, that's what we've been talking about all these days, but there is a solution for this. If if not now, it will take, I mean, if not now, at least in the next 45 years. We can turn this around if we act now. If not now, it will take another 100 to uh, 150 years to turn it back. And we will not even live to that extent to see this through. Not even the next generation. So it's high time we spread the awareness. And high time we ask the nations to make policy documents in this direction. And implement them uh, irrespective of which government is in is folks So that is the initiative uh,
0: and objective behind this initiative. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and you mentioned, you know, this is high time to spread the message. It's not just high time to spread the message. It's time to take action. You know, we, we've got to like, you, we got to do stuff. We got to make things happen and put policies in place, put implementations so that our soil isn't wasted and, and degraded and de- eroded. And Let to slide away i mean we've come a long way since like the dust bowl of the 1930s over here in the u.s like we've come a long way from there but we still have a ways to go it needs to be spread worldwide of these different farming practices and stereotypes of farming that need to be changed there are lots of stereotypes around like plowing the soil every single year with each harvest you plow after you you harvest and there are new initiatives that show that you know plowing isn't useful anymore it it didn't doesn't serve the same purpose that it did previously and so in these ancient times you know we've always been plowing the soil right but if you consider what's going on right now like plowing the soil isn't useful but it's so stigmatized into farming that it becomes a situation where if somebody doesn't do that right if somebody doesn't plow the soil they're being called like oh are you the lazy farmer because of the fact that they're they're not plowing the soil and it's but it's like you know he has these reasons to back it up and he tries to back it up but they still you know make fun of him and jab at him because it's like you're not plowing soil you're just lazy <laughs> and right. so it's it's crazy it to,
1: yeah it's, you know uh, farmers used to have uh, the animals blowing the soil and the impact on the soil is not much now nowadays these are machines tractors that we use and we dig up the soil and leave it open so that's that's the major concern so at least the animal waste was just on the land which which actually enriches the organic content in the soil so as i told you know, to, to to increase organic content is the first objective how do we do that is now we don't have animals on the farm anymore we have just tractors so we can only plant trees and just have the soil under cover under raining, some kind of shade for the entire year so that the litters from the tree can actually increase organic
0: yeah for sure. There's definitely a move to go from monoculture to including multiple different
1: different Astro-based species forestry. in the plot.
0: Right, exactly. Because there's a lot to be said where you're not just farming one species in a single area, but having multiple species and even having like trees and all this stuff but, like is useful.
1: Yisha found it they actually started this movement where they actually taught the farmers as to how they can benefit, derive economic benefit from bringing in agroforestry into their land. So they uh, guided the farmers as to how can how they can triple their income. And actually, over the last 10 to 20 years, the farmers who have taken up agroforestry have tripled their income now. So, uh, yeah. So the thing is, I mean, when, when we have trees, tree, tree-based farming, instead of the cash crops what happens is again it comes back to the soil richness it, the all the the trees litter that falls on the soil it keeps the soil under shade and it increases the soil quality and your food crop is also going to increase so uh, so it's, it's all a cycle so a lot of people have benefited from this uh, agroforestry so I, this is the solution they're trying to bring in i mean i'm so excited excited to talk about all this in the sense uh, i mean we had no solution but thing is people and the governments need to act immediately so that we give a voice to the living soil. <laughs> Which cannot <laughs> talk. We have to talk on behalf of the soil. We we are we, we are as as good says, we are soil body. So we are what we eat.
0: <laughs> so true. And I mean, it's just crazy when you'd say these farmers that have implemented agroforestry have tripled their income. I mean that's just insane it's just just a win-win all around it's just it's crazy i know Sadhguru. he mentions about soil extinction can you talk a little bit more about soil extinction like what is that what are we what are we worried about there
1: so i don't want to go into statistics much of statistics but the soil is degrading that's a matter of fact the organic content is as i told before is less than what is needed so definitely the soil has been degraded if this continues, we don't increase the organic content, the soil is going to die. So, that there is no other thing that can happen. So, this is what I was uh, referring to as soil erosion or the soil is just going away. The soil is turning into sand. So, if we add organic content into sand, it becomes soil. If we remove the organic content from the soil, it becomes a sand. And we all go through and we are, we are seeing a lot of floods and famines happening on and on. Especially in a country like India, which depends majorly on rainfall for its crops. You know, so what happens is one half of the year there is rainfall and another half we need to store the rain for the rest of the year. So for that to happen, soil should have the absorbing capability. So if soil becomes sand, water just floats over the soil and we can see only floods and unless soil absorbs the water that is coming through rainfall and sequester it and then releases it to form a river. So unless this happens, that unless the river flows, we won't have water throughout the year. So that's what we are seeing. Half of the year, we are seeing floods and half of the year we are seeing droughts. Very bad situation and this is one practical thing which we are seeing and which is an indicator that oil is dying not to paint any dark picture but this is what is happening unless we see what happens as as it is you won't take the necessary step it is a dangerous situation what we are heading into unless we turn it around now no one can save the planet maybe elon musk will find a place in uh, mars but (laughs) i don't know
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah well you know i was hearing something the other day like mars is like three times more difficult to live on than Antarctica and you know there's oh. not a bunch of condos and apartment complexes going up in Antarctica so yeah, I don't know about you but I, I like my chances here on Earth a lot better <laughs> <laughs> how
1: will we keep the uh, earth better how will we keep the mass better we ruin the we will ruin Mars also <laughs> right right exactly yeah, exactly on hand in a better way how will we manage? a planet which we do not know anything about <laughs> <laughs> right right
0: and that we didn't evolve on you know it's just it's insane but <laughs> they're trying <laughs> <laughs> i don't know mean
1: <laughs> this guy is a crazy guy
0: <laughs> <laughs> he he's got some he's got some big dreams yeah. <laughs> which which are great you know we need to have aspirational thinkers and very inspiring thinkers who are out there who are you know pushing the envelope because you know things that we in, learn and understand about the universe can also help us here on on earth to understand our own planet better so it it does help um but you know maybe not colonizing other <laughs> planets might not be the most useful thing I mean unless it helps us realize how important it is just to keep earth safe. So how would somebody if if they wanted to work against this little crisis how can they you know get involved what would you su- suggest for them
1: So as of now though it is not going to benefit anyone if people as a group or group of individuals or an individual himself plants trees in his his farm or uh, his agricultural land this is not going to help the cause. So this is a large-scale erosion or degradation that is happening, which needs large-scale large solutions, which only governments of nations can do So that's why we need policy documents addressing the situation. First, bringing awareness to the situation. What we are facing is the first thing. Educating the people as to what we are facing. Bringing this into educational curriculum. Actually, I think England has brought, brought in this into their curriculum now yeah regarding soil most of the european nations have been part of the soil soil movement and also caribbean islands have been part of this it's, this list is just going on increasing so the the first thing is to bring in awareness especially to the younger generation as to it's it's actually very sad that we are passing this on to the younger generation it's it's we who who are ruining this planet so at, at least it makes sense to include this as part of curriculum education and also spread awareness through to reach maximum number of people as you can. That's what uh, I'm trying to do now. So, first thing to spread the word, spread the awareness. And when people support, when people understand the real issue and when they support the cause, no government can deny it because most of the nations are democratic nations. So, uh, it's the people who dictate what, what has to happen. So, if if everyone at least the total of at least 50 to 60% of the voting population says that this is what we want. We want our soil back. Unless this is conveyed to the government, nothing is going to happen. They are just going to sit on the policy. Maybe they will draft the policy and just sit on that. It will not be implemented unless we say to the government we vote that we need this to be included as your election manifesto in your election manifesto and unless you include soil as one of your promises, we're not going to work for you. I mean, it's not like that. I mean, we, we, unless people speak up regarding this issue, no government will take it up. So the second thing is policy. As I said, policy, and uh, making a policy, global power. Each country has to has to make its own policy document in this direction. And the people's support, people support have to be there. And once this is there, the policy will cover all the required solutions like Agroforestry and how can we reduce the carbon emissions and how to increase the fertility of the soil. So these things will be part of one the educational curriculum and the policy document. And this is done. At least we are making progress in the right direction. And let's see where we. At least we are. We will be able to reverse some of the some of the worst things which we have done to the planet. So at least if we increase the uh, organic content to maybe by another one or two percentage, that's a very big achievement. Which Which, as we are that generation which can make this happen. If we leave it now, then we're just pushing the burden to the future generation and they cannot turn it back. This is the time when we can turn it back. So, getting awareness, voicing out to your government, and a lot of children in India are writing to the Prime Minister of India to bring about a policy change that has been sponsored by the Safe Soil Movement and Conscious Planet. So, a lot of children are. They're just painting and writing letters to Prime Minister of India, his office is just inundated with a lot of letters coming from school children. So that is also happening. So unless people, when it, when people speak about it, no nation will ignore this. And if all the democratic nation takes of this, then we're good. Definitely. And if somebody was interested to
0: learn more about the Isha Foundation, where can they go?
1: They have a website called or That's the link. There you go. That's the link. So that's the official website of the Asia Foundation. What they do and what they stand for, what are the projects, various projects that have, they, they've taken up, how they've come through since 1998. If you allow me probably I can just share a flyer which they have put out in this I mean in this direction. How they have over the timeline in which they have developed these projects. Uh, can I share? Sure, definitely. So as I said, this is when they launch this project Green Hands. Nice. So uh, they hold this Guinness record for 822,000 trees in a single wow. day. So uh, and they were recognized by U. L. for economic engagement. And 2010, he received the highest environmental award from the government of India. And they started that you know tree-based agriculture, which tripled the farmers' income. Also, in- improved the soil capacity. And in 2017, 2018, between 2017 and 2019, they launched this rally for rivers. So this is to revitalize 13 rivers across India. And now the government has come up with policy for this river revitalization. This is another project which they they started, a group had started to uh, plant some million number of trees across the banks of the rivers. So that as we saw earlier, when rainfall happens, the trees will allow... The rainfall to be stored inside the soil and the soil lets all the rainfall into the river and thus river will flow for the entire year. That is the project's objective in a nutshell. So, then he, he traveled across India in his car. So, he was just driving across India from Kashmir to Kanyakumari to the awareness and then he raised something called as Kaveri Um This is a river which is there in southern India. In the state which I am living in, we wanted to plant 2.42 billion trees in the next 12 years to revive the Kaveri. So uh, till now, they lack in I mean, 125,000 farmers have adopted the tree-based agriculture, and this is part of Cauvery Calling and Rally for Rivers policy initiative. So they planted around 62 million trees. So they are on the right direction. So this is the timeline in which they've traveled. So, that I just wanted to show you these things. <laughs>
0: no that is really awesome i'm really glad you showed us that that's that was really cool and you know and anybody else will find out more there's so much more on the Isha foundation website
1: my my sincere request will be really as of now we we need not even spread the word on this project as this is as though it is an Isha foundation project or Sadhguru's project it is our project it, this is how we should own the project and spread the word even if i was not able to express it in a better way i would suggest that you go through the contents and if you can make More people listen to your uh, videos. It will be really fantastic. At the end of the day, you know, the message has to reach and that's more important. The
0: message needs to get out there. More and more people need to hear about it. Well, Ashman, it was so great having you on here today. Thank you so much for telling us all about these initiatives and things that are happening and why we need to really pay attention to the soil because it's so important for our livelihood and our support. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Billy. It's nice talking to you.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the green business impact podcast We hope you enjoyed receiving another dose of climate positivity in a world that constantly inundates you with the negative things happening it can be great to take a break and hear some great things happening in the world make sure to hit subscribe on the apple podcast or your favorite podcast app to stay up to date with the latest and best interviews of top minds In the green industries and if you are interested in seeing the faces of the people in these podcasts or receiving free business training specifically geared to green businesses make sure you check out our youtube channel and subscribe thanks again and we can't wait to see you back here next time for another hit of climate positivity